and welcome to another episode of the Plant Lady Podcast. I have an amazing sister to invite on to this platform today, Donika Kovachev. She is an artist, a sculptor, and just all around amazing woman. Her and I have connected over Instagram and through the past couple of months have developed such a beautiful relationship. I am excited to share with you all the conversation that we shared today. And without further ado, let's get started. Before I start this episode, I'd like to announce that Plant Lady Podcast is now a proud partner with Ioba Toys. Ioba Toys was born of the desire to empower females and those with a vagina by helping to destigmatize both masturbation and the topic of sex in general. Not only do they want to be an innovative sex toy company, but also one that helps change the industry for the better. Speaking of, their famous Oh My G G-Spot vibrator is next level. Not only is it a unique massaging pearl design that hits your G-spot every time, but it's noiseless and completely silent, ladies. Yes, completely silent. You can now use code PLANTLADY for 30% off of your purchase at iobatoys.com. That's PLANTLADY, P-L-A-N-T-L-A-D-Y, for 30% off of your purchase at iobatoys.com. Or you can head to the description part of this podcast and click the link to purchase yours. And without further ado or any more interruptions, we'll get into the episode. Enjoy. So how do you pronounce your name? Donica. Donica. Yes. Donica. And your last name? Kovachev. Thank you so much. I, I will admit I am grateful for my name. I love it. And it's so funny because... I used to be embarrassed of it growing up because a lot of people in Florida, which is where I grew up, did not know how to pronounce it. So I'll tell you, I think when I graduated, the wrong person graduated because they were like, Donica Kovalchek. I, was, I wasn't sure to stand up. And I was like, who is she? Because that is certainly not me. <laughs> oh my goodness. I mean, and just so many Danicas growing up. And it's so funny because I wasn't as, I was very shy in ways growing up. So I never corrected people, Mm -hmm. but now I feel it would be disrespectful Mm -hmm. to not correct them in a way of, no, no, my name is Donica, not Danica. (laughs) Yeah. I would say it's your birthright to have your name pronounced right. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) I love that. Rights are so, I mean, it's an honor. It is an honor. So my name means morning star. And that also just feels very connecting to um, everything that I've felt my soul's calling and purpose is in being um, a star being Mm -hmm. and being a light, even in some of the darkest times or densest times in my family and also even with my own personal experiences of growth. Yes. Kovachev. <laughs> well, thank you for being here. I'm honored to have you here. Oh, thank you for having me. I am absolutely honored that you reached out. I, I was so excited and humbled. I really was just like, she wants me? Oh my goodness, I love her. I love Instagram. 
both I love everything that you embody and that you just embrace like confidence and like we were talking about authenticity and just you know I love your quotes and your words and your aesthetic and just like your whole vibe I'm so grateful to have you here yes of course um so when I was reviewing some of the questions I thought it was funny I giggled to myself because I'm like Hmm. It's when anyone else would say, what are you, what, who are you and what do you do? The Western response is so funny to me now. Um, but who I am, I feel very, I'm an artist through and through. I was born an artist. I'm, I have artists in my lineage. Um, I just started singing at three and creating and designing in second grade. I was a writer. Could I spell? No. <laughs> um, but now what I do with my artistry is I sculpt. So I sculpt a lot of female incense holders and they have very Venus-like curvy um, shapes. And I build in the intention of whatever the purchaser or client is wanting to manifest it's meant to bring empowerment to an altar a state of prayer or connecting with yourself and or your ancestors or connection to source and your divine feminine from a place of of love and trust and surrender um and i also have recently in the past few months i've been creating yoni incense so beautiful, flower-like, just yoni. I love them. When I was sculpting them, I just, my energy shifted because I was so excited to, um, I mean, hands are a tool for me. And it was like caressing and building this energy into this piece mm -hmm. that is very personal to me as I have a yoni. And I love speaking. I, I'm very conscious and connected with mine. So in bringing that energy into an art piece, it was exceptionally <laughs> special. And I just, it lit me up and I'm honored to bring that to someone's altar. And um, it just reminded me how important the conversation that as women you have with that sacred temple and space, being the yoni and, and embracing yourself and not um, not necessarily touching yourself for a rushed release, if you will, because I feel like that's a lot of the reason why people touch themselves, um, but in a way to connect. So it, for me, it, it brought in the, the connection of source that is what, in my belief system, the yoni is. It's creation. <laughs> it's the embodiment of creation and love and, um, and sacred sensual energy. So um, I sculpt, I write, I'm writing some poetry books right now in regards to the transformation of consciousness and the, the growing process of becoming your divine feminine. Our listeners, a little bit about just what you do, who you are, maybe a background if you feel called. I do a lot of, I think shadow work sometimes makes it a little in intimidating but mm -hmm. for me it's about introducing the client back into their inner healer being being someone who is the person who holds the light 
next to them while they're walking inwards mm-hmm. and having that beautiful conversation of how are you mm-hmm. and most of the time those people have never talked to themselves in that form and i understand that because i know i hadn't up until the point where all of a sudden my inner child was screaming at the top of her lungs and saying i need you to hug me and hold me and forgive me mm-hmm. And um, so it's, it's very powerful work. I, every person I've worked with has changed my life. And it's so impactful because you learn as you do that work as well, more about self and connection. I love that you do shadow integration because I feel like there's almost a stigma in our society maybe even in the spiritual like world now that you know they're true which is not the truth it's not the truth i think it couldn't be anything farther from the truth because Mm -hmm. if you've integrated your shadow you know how much of a blessing it is to be of the light as well Mm -hmm. and to hug that space that never never was shown the light um i look at it as kind of like the attic and the stuff from your childhood or past that you kind of put away and you know it's still there but you don't really want to go through it and you put it off and then next thing you know there's just so much stuff in your attic that you are you have to um and when you finally go through and start to look at it you know there come i i do believe just per experience there is a little bit of the not a little bit (laughs) there's a lot of release so you know the tears come but if you know your body and understand go through those phases of grief honor them don't let them live there and whether it's through you know having the proper coach or writing or practices um or even meditation work Um, it's just really important to go through that attic, review everything, and you can burn so much of that and just release it back into the universe. It doesn't need to be with hate. If It's always with love in my perspective. It's with love because at a certain point, those things as well taught you, just like you meet people in order to learn things. No one's just brought into your life for no reason. There's always something that can be gained from that and to shift your perspective of you know what that was really hard but i'm proud and that's where the inner child work comes in but i'm proud of my self at that age for handling it the way he or she did and giving that version a hug Mm -hmm. and um And there's, you know, in certain ways, that's where the shift in the integration comes in because you finally release it instead of putting that shame and anger. That's so subconscious. I mean, honestly, most people don't even, don't have the concept yet to um, fully embrace what it is, but I'm excited to kind of be that introduction of what is the shadow self and to not be afraid of it. It's not a lot of talk about the, the flip side, you know, like the yin to the yang or like that dark times and really accepting and knowing that crying is healing and that really integrating that shadow work is okay. And that you're not like a dark person or like a negative energy if you 
like integrate this shadow work and like allow yourself to feel the feelings of anger and sadness and transmute them and let them go. You know, like, I feel like that's kind of the stigma of it is that if you like show any inch of like non-positiveness, then like you're a dark energy or negative or something. And that's not, and now you can, you know, serve in such a greater way because you have experienced it yourself. And I think that it's, you know, it's easier to kind of leave the stuff in the attic and just like let it keep piling up and collecting dust and just saying that, you know, you'll get to it tomorrow. Like, I think that's the easier thing to do. And so to have that mentor, to have, um, you know, that intuition get louder and louder and tell you like, this is, we, we need to clear this out and we need to deal with it. And maybe it takes time, you know, maybe you slowly go through things. The truth of that integration is it is empowering. It is introducing that yin and yang and giving the wholeness to the pie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I just, I think that vulnerability is courage. I don't think that's, I believe, scientifically proven by Brene Brown. And people are so, the masses are extremely afraid to be vulnerable vulnerability is tapping into those spaces the attic that you're so afraid to go into the roots of your beautiful tree of life as an individual and kissing them from the roots up and that's a lot of what i do and i when i speak and work with clients i i just think it's important for them to know that this is this is through experience and everyone does have a very unique journey and this is just a safe safe sacred container to to be be seen and heard because our society kind of like lacks that in a way like we kind of been so cut off from communication and in conversation in a way you know like we don't hold space we just kind of blindly talk and small talk and careers and like the how are you like the typical questions you know oh good you know like the same responses like almost robotic the way that like we respond and especially I mean you know like having a restaurant background or working in that career you just feel like a literal robot like you do the same thing every day same responses same people sometimes and it's just wild it is absolutely wild and especially now since I have been calling in these kind of soul frequencies and soul family, which I certainly consider this introduction and being with you that um, reception or um, having found that in you is now when someone wants something very lighthearted, I, I find myself, I'm like, okay, I have to integrate back now into what they want to hear because I could go on forever about shadow work and their heads will explode. Um, you know, and someone says, so what have you been doing the past year? What has your life been? How have you been? And sometimes it's like, oh man, I just had an ego death that was intense. Mm -hmm. And I was crying for like four days, but also embracing my body and talking to it. And, or I've been studying Tantra for months and I really have found a newfound love for my sacred temple and space and intimacy. And if I were to say that to, to the masses, they'd be like, oh my God, is, what drugs are you on? Let me get some of that. <laughs> oh goodness. It's so funny though, because it is interesting. Um, society's robotic response of how, how are you? 
because I no longer, I just no longer align with that. So I find myself tapping out of what quote unquote is societally normalized. Mm -hmm. That's why it's like, oh, it's very mystic or you're kind of like weird and artsy. <laughs> I'm like, and I'm proud of that because in regards to the choice of being authentic and self and embracing the goddess, but also the intensities and fluxes of having emotional intelligence mm -hmm. to being robotic. Hmm. One <laughs> is a lot more powerful and stronger to me. But do you have any advice of just how you, or maybe your story of how you just kind of started to embody this divine feminine aspect and start to like embrace yourself in front of the camera? Cause we met on Instagram. So that's kind of like, how I know you and like watching you just like embrace yourself and you edit so beautifully and the um, all of your links to your Instagram and to your creative artsy page will be in the description part of this podcast. So anyone listening can check out all of her amazing things and you'll see for yourself. But <laughs> I just want to touch on just embracing confidence in front of the camera. And um, I feel like I get a lot of women that are just curious about that, especially in the day and age of Instagram. And everybody wants pictures for like their Instagram and wants to be aesthetically pleasing and have the content and the feed and all of the things. And I think that this is an important conversation to have. Oh my goodness. I agree with you. It's a very important conversation. I'm honored that you think of me as someone who embraces fully and visually expresses, um, as I do too. And it, it was a journey. Like I said, me five years ago would look at it and be like, oh, she's so cool, but I could never. <laughs> um, so it certainly has been a journey. Um, I think it really, it started with feeling very... Um, so beautiful. Well, I was married. So when I was married, I felt very shy to be authentic in that expression mm -hmm. of feminine empowerment and feeling comfortable in my body. Um, there was a lot of control, like, oh, I don't want anyone to see you. Mm -hmm. um, you're mine. So for me, it came from a very powerful place of being shut down or um, suppressed in a way, as well as not having the confidence in myself and myself naked. I, I very much so at a younger age, um, you know, up until basically my early 20s, I just, I didn't look in the mirror and speak kindly to self. And that journey, but I had an experience speaking kindly to myself even growing up from a young age. There was certainly bullying and even inter, interwoven into home life bullying of, you know, you're not pretty enough or, or too heavy. You know, the body type does not match society's version of beautiful. And um, so once I got out of that relationship, I was just like, I'm free. I'm this bird that's been, you know, captured and now is released and I feel able to be. Mm. And I just started giving back to myself like I took that and ran <laughs> and I was just so excited to start diving into self-love and consciousness of what I was saying to myself and making shifts 
recognizing that inner bully and voice and how it wasn't actually even mine and starting to honor what my body was saying. You know, um, I'm vegan. I've been vegan for over a year now and I was having health issues for 15 years. I'm, I'm pretty young. I'm 28. So to have um, gut issues for that long, I had to do that inner or that awareness check of, okay, so there's something here. Let's dive into the body. So I love my physical, but something internally is there's, there's a question that needs to be spoken to or asked. Mm -hmm. um, so I shifted just what I was, if I'm being conscious to how I'm speaking to my body, I should also be conscious to what I'm putting into it. So that was kind of the beginning of that journey. And then if I am being conscious of what I'm putting into my body, I need to be conscious to what I'm listening to, to what I'm consuming via social media, uh, via friendships, also via lovers. You know, who is it? Whom is it? What is their energy like? I do believe in sacred energy exchange and the, the introduction to Tantra and that, that practice of, of connection to self and your sacred energy and empowering that space really brought me to another level of love for myself and also wanting to honor and empower whomever it is that I'm exchanging that sacred energy with and being very mindful. And sorry, that was a side tangent on, on the journey of empowerment and photography. So I, I started to love and talk to my body and talk to what it's being fed very consciously as I would a little, if I had a little girl in my life. And, um, and my first shoot I did in New York with, with one of my favorite photographers, um, his name is Dominic. He has a shop in New York, actually. He just opened up. He's exceptional. Um, he photographed me nude, and it was the most comfortable, authentic experience of embracing myself in the form at that time, which was tapping into the beginning stages of empowerment and loving my body, whatever size, whatever shapes, the scars, everything. And his, his work just made me love myself. And I, I looked at the photos and I was just, I felt so, I felt so seen and beautiful. And I hadn't felt that I think in my entire entirety without, you know, filters or X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then I looked and I was like, oh my goodness, you know, my body type is very similar to what was considered beautiful to gods and goddesses. Shapely, not perfect, beautiful and unique. Oh, okay, so I've been conditioned to see beauty in one way, but now my shift is, oh my goodness, look at how curvy and beautiful you are. Look at those shapes. I love, I love your breasts, <laughs> you know? And having that inner dialogue of love. Um, so, and then, you know, I would meet certain photographers. I certainly believe that the energy is very important when you're working with someone and also schedules. You know, if, if schedules are not matching up, I believe that when things are meant, they will happen. That's the surrender to that. So I just started doing my own shoots and I loved it. 
So kind of having these moments of just dancing in front of the camera, um, I was extremely single. And I say that in the sense of I, um, I was buying myself roses and lingerie and I still do that dating myself. Actually, I wasn't single. I was dating myself. So when I'd buy myself lingerie and roses, I would feel so happy and I would just start dancing. And then that energy was such a creative flow mm -hmm. that I would then be like, you know what? I am going to, you know, photograph this mm -hmm. and get this captured in a way that I see this energy that I feel. And so I started doing photos and I loved it. And, and whatever, um, came through energetically, I would find typically words because I was certainly shyer to share my own words because they can be very deep. And I think sometimes, uh, most people, you know, teeter in the shallows and I'm, I'm extremely the, the deep end. <laughs> And uh, I embrace that, but I also don't, you know, want to push too far away. And this was at the beginning of my journey. So I would find empowering quotes that would just really connect to how I felt in that moment. Mm -hmm. And it was all about embracing that inner goddess and also that inner angelic energy. Mm -hmm. Because I feel that very fully. And not to say I don't have that, that opposite end that can be very intense and powerful but um gentleness and you know that that feminine can be just so many things <laughs> many things and how that like root of you going back to those roots of loving yourself and stripping back those layers now is flourishing into like this beautiful self-love practice of you just like embodying yourself and seeing yourself as a goddess and you know, as an angel and what you are and finally like being like, yes, I am, I am. And really relearning those, those boundaries, you know, like as you were saying that, that's what really came up for me is just really reteaching yourself or already knowing the boundaries that you have and being, having confidence, you know, and firm in your boundaries and what you, your intention is with you know, every practice that you go into, I think that that's important to have just like a pure intention of what is my intention walking into this and why am I here? You know, really questioning that and becoming the observer rather than the ego being like, oh yeah, like let's do this for, you know, the likes or for external validation. You know, rather you went out of like an act of self-love and like you felt so comfortable and embodied yourself in this way and then the photo showed that and you felt that like energy just radiating from the whole situation and um, I think when we cross those boundaries or when we you know make those decisions that our gut or our intuition knows isn't right or we you know get with those people that there was resistance in the scheduling and in the conversations and we kind of got a weird vibe but like we did anyways and then the outcomes end up being something that made us uncomfortable or something that like we would have liked to go a different way. Um, yeah. But we kind of have that resistance and those red flags in the beginning that we could have really listened to and trusted. Um, but back to everything is just our teachers and we can learn from those situations and grow from them. Absolutely. And um, have just those your intentions and know your boundaries and know that that's not what you want to happen and you want it to flow and feel confident and feel safe. 
when you're expressing yourself. And if that means just by yourself in your room when you're jamming and having a good night, that is the best. I think that that authenticity and that vulnerability shows so much in your photos. And yeah, I think it's really beautiful to have both like to to shoot with um somebody who can capture your beauty from like another person's perspective but to also have that intimacy of like you capturing yourself from your perspective and how like you kind of view yourself in a way <laughs> yes right a hundred percent so i mean i think that's why there's been an extreme shift because now what i i put out is how i view myself i'm very raw I no longer hold back. I'm like, no, no, I feel like fire today. So this is going to absolutely be the theme of fire and Phoenix or, Ooh, I feel very raw and gentle. And I love, I love those parts of me. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to showcase that if I want to, if I don't, I don't, but what I love, and it's almost like an energy exchange in itself is when I am authentically expressing I receive such beautiful words of thank you for what you wrote or posted because what you do and just how and whom you are makes me feel more comfortable tapping into those areas of self, which for me is a whole, it really connects back into that purpose of empowering others through self, you know, finding and empowering self. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I certainly went through a journey and that's why I, I like to teach that although there's a journey, there's so much beauty that comes from that. There's, there's empowerment and there's also compassion. Mm-hmm. That self-compassion is everything and dancing with yourself. So that was a huge part is, so when I speak to beautiful people about, oh my gosh, like how do you, how do you embrace yourself this way? Or why do you do these photos? Or how do you do these? I say, oh, I love, you know, I love being naked. I love being naked with myself. I love being raw and vulnerable in those spaces. And sometimes I don't. I'm human. So I can at least um, admit to myself like, oh, I really don't feel, I feel really mm, off today Um, and embracing that. But um, when I speak to people, they don't like themselves naked. They feel very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And that's why that embodying yourself alone to me is extremely empowering whether you need to so for me it started with flowers and lingerie (laughs) it was my own love story (laughs) and and now it's just i mean it's always i feel like flowers are always included but now it's just you know i put on some music and i i just you know i'll hold myself or i'll just be like oh i want to express whatever energy is flowing through and there's no there's no shyness. Even when I feel a little bloated because it might be that cycle time or whatnot, I'm just like, you know, this is how I feel. I love it. I want to embrace it. If I post it, I post it. I don't, I don't. I don't even get that many likes anyway. It's certainly not for clout. <laughs> and um, I just, I love photography because just like art, every viewer receives something differently. And the most common theme, which makes me feel very connected, is it makes the viewers or people who at least reach out to me feel confident in empowering their inner feminine, their divine feminine. And, um, 
and also just being raw and authentic to their emotions. And that's huge because I wasn't authentic to my emotions for years. So to hear that the work that I've done has now impacted another, even if it's just one person, I've made a difference. I've made a shift. And that's also what I just believe is a part of me being here is helping others expand and shift through all the experience that I've had. And I'm going to continue having. <laughs> Amen to that. Yeah. I feel like when we, you know, for me, it was very vulnerable to start. Um, it goes back to stripping back those layers of, you know, doing things. I used to feel like, you know, I couldn't do things because I hadn't been doing them since I was young and I hadn't been like practicing for all these years and I didn't do it in elementary school. So like, you know, I, I was probably too late now. And so I kind of like, you know, in a way our society with the grooming of going and picking a career and like choosing one thing, I always thought that I had to choose one thing. So I kind of neglected a lot of the things that I really love to do, like writing and dancing and all of these things. And to really allow yourself to um, come back to that, circle back to that and come back to that inner child and say, no, like you can do all of these things. You can be creative and have millions of projects and do everything. You can do it all. Why not? Who cares? Like, let's have an art room with crafting things and to like come back and write poetry um, and feels that scary, those like steps of like coming out of my comfort zone and like sharing a little bit here and a little bit there. And then asking um, my followers, like, should I share more? And people like really starting to express interest in me sharing more. And now I'm just like all out there and I can really share, you know, very vulnerable journal entries. And even if it doesn't get any attention or any likes, it feels so, it feels like a release for me in a way to just have it out there and even if nobody sees it, it just feels good to kind of like let it out and let it be heard and let it be written down and put out there and know that that's like a part of my journey and my story and um, a lot of the times I will have people that will resonate and receive it with so much love and gratitude and that is just I mean invaluable like it just the how much healing that happens for the both of you to know it's for someone to feel like they're not alone because they read your words and for you to feel like you helped someone just in your own healing. It's just, it's like a butterfly effect right there in front of your eyes to see that, you know, the work you're doing is being reflected and being received. When you work on yourself, it ultimately helps the collective raise up everything we're doing and all the inner work that we're putting in all the steps that you're taking towards loving yourself and embodying your divine feminine or masculine, whatever, you know, is calling you is all the work that needs to be done. Yes. Oh, I love the way you worded all of that because you're right. It's a, it's an energy exchange with the universe. So I'm being, I'm taking the risk. I'm being vulnerable and I'm sharing myself and healing so i'm exuding you know gratitude as well for being able to have this platform to release this and i'm also now receiving someone else who's received healing from that it's it's a beautiful cycle and i think um it's almost the opposite of hurt people hurt people it's healed people heal people mm. so instead of the wounded healer it's the healed healer and that's kind of how 
I've shifted that for me because for a long time I was like, I'm like the wounded healer because I do heal people with my words or just my energy and being around them. And I've heard that for years. But then I was like, but I'm healed. I'm healing and healed. It's a consistent journey. But to keep that narrative of wounded as opposed to healed is very shifting in your, your energy and your mind and subconscious and consciousness of self. Absolutely. Words are spells and everything that we say is, you know, comes back and we really do speak our reality and what we believe on a subconscious level is what we are ultimately manifesting in our day to day. And it's hard for some people to, I think, I don't think it's hard, actually. I think that it's just easier to avoid that correlation of connecting the two that, wow, I actually can control my own destiny and I can like step up to the plate and take control of, not control, but take surrender to my destiny, maybe. Maybe that would be the right way because, of course, we want to control, but we can't control. So that's unrealistic, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's so interesting. It's like surrendering to your inner knowing and your inner power to accept your abundance, mm. your birthright abundance, or um, your ability to shift and create your reality. And like you said, it's very difficult for the masses to wrap their because it doesn't how does that make sense? I want a million dollars, right? You know, most people are thinking to themselves. Um, but it's a huge shift. It's not as simple as saying, oh, I just want a million dollars. You have to do, you know what I mean? It's yes, certainly start with the affirmation, but the intention behind it mm -hmm. and is very important to when you speak those words to the universe, because the universe, the the universe's language is more, in my perspective, is frequency and intention and not, not this human language of, oh, well, I want this. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> why do it? Yes. Why do you want, okay, if like a million dollars is your goal, well, why? Why do you need that amount and what are you going to do? Like, if that is your goal, well, great. Well, what is the intention behind that? And why is that something that you need to achieve in order to feel what, you know, and like ultimately coming back to that question of why and stepping into that place of the observer and just being like, hmm, okay, maybe I don't need those things. Maybe, maybe my intention is shifting a little bit here and I can surrender into the changes too. I think that's so important too. It's just embodying changes and embodying that like your intention may shift and like, your boundaries may change or your comfort zone may shift, you know, like we're always shifting and changing. We don't have to stay the same forever and we can um, embody different faces of our feminine self. You know, we can be the Phoenix rising in the ashes or the tender one, like gentle and loving or like the nurturing mother and holding space for someone to, you know, experience something and go through something or the mentor that like gets things done. You know, we go through so many phases and it's so beautiful to come home to the fact that I agree with everything you just said there was so much that I'm like ooh, I really want to touch on all of <laughs> yeah a lot of that um, <laughs> there's so much beauty to all of those because I think um, 
sometimes the mind can make you want to shrink or limit like, oh, well, I can only be this way. Mm -hmm. I can only be the Phoenix, mm -hmm. but the Phoenix had to burn and go through the gentleness of the mother and, or, and, and it's always shifting. It's not, you, you do not stay. And that's why I feel like it's very similar to the, to nature seasons um, and also to flowers and to so many more, the nature's aspect of showing the process of life and death and how there's beauty in both. There's absolutely meaning and beauty and to embrace all of it and not just, you know, uh, think of, think of it in a negative sense, but actually like it's a, it's a purging of what needs to go for other things to be received. And it's a, it's a consistent step to an evolution of there's, there's something else now coming that I obviously need to learn or embrace within self in that divine feminine space or an intention. Because if, for example, like when you are putting out, I need money, money, is it that you need money or that you want happiness? And does money equate to happiness for you? And if it does, the intention is not necessarily pure now, is it? Because if you're seeking happiness because of maybe pain that you need to now uncover, there, there's so many layers to it, which is beautiful that when you continue to peel back, those petals, the more tender and the more authentic and the more in tune with yourself you can be. And in my perspective, the more in tune with the universe and the more blessings you will receive. Absolutely. And, and it's just, it's a beautiful cycle. I, I honestly cry in gratitude when I see mm -hmm. these blessings show through and more so in nature or in these soul frequency connections through actually social media, which is very interesting um, with people like you. And I, I love it. It makes me feel seen and heard by the universe so wholeheartedly because the intention is to connect to those who, who are wanting to expand and to grow. And you expand and grow when you, when you learn about someone else's journey because everyone has a unique story. It's safe to embody these. Telling your body, I'm safe to express these feelings and these different faces of myself i accept that and i surrender to that and um and i really am extremely grateful to be on this platform with you and and i'm honored that you wanted to experience this and exchange with me thank you so much <laughs> i appreciate you and i am just i'm so happy we connected i really am and i'm excited to continue expanding and growing this connection and sisterhood of embracing and uh working as a community like community and service thank you so much for taking the time to be here again donica it was such a blessing to just have you here and to just share the space and all of the links to all of the things that you just talked about the mentorships and all of it will be in the description part of this podcast so that way all of the listeners can check That's a wrap for today's episode of the Plant Lady Podcast. Thank you so, so much for all of the support and love that you all have shown me thus far in creating this podcast. It truly means the world to me and reading each of your reviews and all of your feedback truly warms my heart. 
So thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here. And don't forget to head to the description part of this podcast to check out all of Donica's links to her beautiful, amazing Yoni sculptures and so much more. I'll see you on the next episode.